Podcast two. Podcast two, the sequel. The, we are your hosts, the podcast two. Welcome to the show, Max. What do we got today? This is a big one. Um, we are tackling the biggest film in Warner Brothers history. This is Barbie two. How you feeling, Sam? You feel like you're going to be enough? You feel like you're going to be able to bring the energy to this one? Are we sure we are the ones who should tackle Barbie two? You know, I was getting a little nervous i think it's funny how nervous i got for this one because like i was telling my friend who's a director that we're doing this episode and he was like bro be careful don't get canceled like this could really ruin your career <laughs> it's like for the barbie movie <laughs> like the, it means a lot to a lot movie? of people the no the, i know and hey I it's a family it movie it's a family movie it's a family movie. I mean, it's created PG-13, and, like, the last line is about genitals. Um, families have genitals. But, That's how they get made. Yeah, I know families have genitals, buddy. Like, I'm just like... <laughs> I'm, I'm just... I, I think... Um, no, I want to talk about it. I want to really break it down. I really respect the fuck out of Greta Gerwig, and um, I think we could do a great episode here, don't you? Uh, I, I'm not sold, but I guess, you know, we, we need that check, so I'll give it a shot. Uh, do we have a guest this week or anything? Yeah, I got a guest I'm really excited about. I, um... Who is she? Um, not a she. Um, just a okay. great screenwriter. Um, I, uh, okay. I know uh, people wouldn't expect the Barbie episode to be written by three dudes, but, uh, you know, we're in here subverting. You know, oh, we're in Barbie here. Barbie uh, 1 was co-written by one dude in a way. Yeah, it's exa- it, it, in a lot of ways, this is like Barbie 1 being written, co-written by one dude, except instead it's being fully written by three dudes. Okay, you know? okay. Um, I've got a good buddy here. He's a great filmmaker. He's a great writer. He's a great DP. Um, just a great comedian and person in general. He shot a film that I produced last year that I really love, and I love his work. Um, please welcome to the podcast, William Rouse. Woo! What's up, guys? How you Rouse doing? in the house. Yeah. How we doing? House I'm, and Rouse. I'm good, man. I'm just really excited that you guys decided to actually check off that diversity box and... <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't find a woman, so would you get the, let's get a black guy. <laughs> I was I was I was like, is he gonna say it? Is Max gonna say it? And I saw you I saw you chicken out at the last second. You saw like, me consider it. You saw I saw me. you think about it. And then you went for the I was like Oppenheimer. I was like Oppenheimer thinking about the math equations to build the bomb. I was, I was like, does you're trying to not build a bomb? Is this good? Yeah, I didn't want to go. And nuclear. in doing so, you <laughs> bombed, but that made it funnier. That's why I laughed. Is because you you backed out. I used to imagine Max's face, just like you know when he wants to say something, but he just smiles and like holds his teeth. <laughs> oh, I was sucking teeth. That you guys had. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was oh, suckering man. good. Well, how you feel, Will? You you nervous we're gonna get canceled because we're three dudes doing Barbie? Bro, I had so many ideas that I canceled myself on. <laughs> um, but no, nah, man, I, I I think I think it's a very cool thing that you know that Mattel reached out because they wanted to, you know, make the Barbie two from a new perspective. I think that's pretty cool, mm-hmm. man. 
Um, we, yeah, we gotta be we yeah. gotta be careful here. We gotta be precious with this commercial. But <laughs> I think they really reached out to us because you know this is actually the Black Ken story. This is the Black Ken. Okay, I'm ready. I'm gonna be sucking. I also teeth don't know if I episode. feel good about that one. Like not like for not. I just don't know if I'm the one the best. What's wrong with that, Sam? Huh? It's okay, you had I, some I, black I, friends I, growing I, up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you you saw, you saw yes. Get Out. You're good. <laughs> one time we I didn't were driving. Get it. I didn't understand it. One what time we my were twenty, we were driving through Sam's town in Virginia, and I was like, "Wait, dude, stop the car!" Because I saw up the hill these white sheets, and I was like, "I think the KKK are here." And we were like spying through the window for like five minutes, trying to, see, and then it just turned out someone was drying their bed sheets. Oh, bro, <laughs> that's crazy! This area was so rural and racist that that was the case. Well, you all, the only you only had evidence of it being rural. I'm not saying it wasn't racist, but you had you just projected <laughs> that it was racist I'm because sure. it was rural. I'm pretty sure rural is a synonym for racist somewhere, so. I mean, they're... just kidding. Ooh, we're really proud. No, I'm there's really pretending I'm not also from a rural area. I mean, it's what my dad said to me. It's what my dad said to me before I moved to New York when I was 18. He, he was like, you know, bottle of wine in, and he's like, "Son, like, here's the thing: in New York, they're all gonna tell you that you're racist because you're from the South. And listen, they're just as racist as we are as we are here, but they hide it better. But they're no more like we're no more racist than they are." That's like, a really good pep talk. We could. Yeah. Yeah. That's I was like, yeah. Okay. Well, Will, you're the guest. Let's. Uh, yeah. What was your experience with Greta Gerwig's Barbie and Noah Baumbach hey. though? He's kind of the Ken. <laughs> got to make sure we give Noah yeah. some credit. Well, you got the writing. I mean, this is a screenwriting podcast. We should give credit where credit's due to the screenwriters. I'm one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I personally thought by Barbie was a masterpiece, bro. Like, I definitely was on the roller coaster ride for sure. As a man, I definitely felt like on the fence for some of it, especially because like I was sitting in front of like like three black aunties, and if you don't know, like in black culture, when like we agree with something, they go. Mm. So like throughout the whole movie, I was hearing like whenever there's like a gym, especially during like America Ferrer's like powerful monologue, all I hear is, mm. Mm, that's right. Mm. So I'm sitting in the back like, damn, like you know, I felt attacked a little bit. But then I was wondering <laughs> like, why do I feel attacked? And like yeah. it really like made me like think about myself. And honestly, bro, I think that movie was like a blueprint to like a lot of things. Like, you know, I felt attacked because maybe I don't know myself like. I should like you know like they said about Ken like, I was like yeah bro like therapy I need to go to therapy like the movie was deep so I, I I enjoyed it what about you Sam uh I mean yeah I well I you know I did the I made the mistake because I was totally excited about it I mean stuff like this I mean you knew me in 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 college like where I was like in high school I like learned about the concept of feminism and for some reason that really excited me i think that i was it was because there was like all this media about it and i was really i was like when i started to learn it's like oh movies can be about things like that they're not just like about you know like when there's like themes that, that was really exciting to me so i was really interested in feminism and really you know i was like definitely like oh man this movie didn't pass the bechdel test it's such a bummer for captain america the winter soldier and what's it what's Beck what's the Bechdel test, bro? It sounds like the Bechdel someone... test was made by this uh I might I might butcher this, but it was basically made as a joke for this comic strip by this artist Allison Bechdel. It was about it's like these two lesbians are like the characters they're walking and they're talking she makes this joke about like she does a test when she watches movies about like if there if there are two women 
uh, that talk to each other uh, and it's not about another man, uh, if it's like, then it's like passes the test. But like, all, and like, if you look at movies from that lens, it's like most movies don't pass that even with female protagonists uh, just by, you know, for a variety of societal reasons and gotcha. personal whatever. But <laughs> people, it was sort of made as a joke by a queer person and then it sort of got ripped out by like straight feminists and became just this thing where now it's like people use this like a grading rubric, rubric or like, oh, only 15 movies passed the Bechdel desk this year. Bad year for feminism. And they'll like list like, you know, I can't think of an example, but like there's some incredible feminist pieces that maybe don't necessarily pass that test because it's, uh, it's gotcha. when you start putting art through tests like that, it's limiting and it's misunderstanding yeah. the creator's intent. Anyway, I, w I was, I, Barbie would be a movie I would be all the fuck about at that time because I was also really excited by the idea that perhaps the delusion of like a director, um, getting an opportunity getting getting a big check from a studio to do something actually interesting or subversive uh and i would have totally clocked it as that but i made the mistake of talking to you a little bit before at max and you were like i don't want to talk about it until the show you know max likes to save it for the mic but i was like well come on just tell me like did you like it or did you not like it? and you're like i don't know if i liked it so then i spent the whole time kind of trying to figure it out and i do think well i'm interested in your thoughts on it before i get into my perspective what you max you saw it with uh a uh, friend of the show, uh, Charles Wallace, and you both, I heard, walked out of it not being in a uh, in in love with the show or with the movie. Yeah, I got to uh, I got to warn I got to warn y'all in the audience. Uh, I have become death, the destroyer of worlds. I'm uh, I'm about to get a little nuclear with my takes on Barbie because <laughs> I think uh, I got a feeling I know where this is going. It's not that nuclear. I I want to start by saying that I think. The things that they wanted to say with the film, the lessons are beautiful and important. I think there's a lot of fun performances in this film and the production design, the like real world practical effects in this are so great and so fun. But the screenplay is a fucking mess. And Bar for a feminist film, the character of Barbie is an incredibly passive character with a completely fucked arc that does not work and I don't think this film is going to do very well in the test of time because for me, I found the film incredibly unengaging um, emotionally. It could just be because I'm not the right audience for it. Maybe I'm just a dude. I'm totally willing to admit that, but like I do have You're some in touch things. touch with your feelings. Just kidding. <laughs> I am in touch with my feelings. That's th okay, here's what I want to break down. No, he's not. Why? <laughs> here's what I want to break down is that the way that we engage with characters, at least in my opinion, is that they have a human problem, something that we relate to, a flaw inside of themselves that they feel they cannot fix, that's making their life harder than it needs to be. So what is Barbie's flaw? She starts to have thoughts of death, but that is not caused by anything within her. That is caused by her owner having those thoughts. So she needs to travel to the real world to track down her owner. She does not go on her own volition. She basically gets forced by weird Barbie. Um, My favorite character. <laughs> it reaches this point where the climax of the movie is just having Ken's arc get wrapped up. And I like, I think there's a reason people are engaging with Ken so much in this. It's because he is a fully written character. Barbie is not in this film. And she has no wrap-up to her arc. How does her becoming a real person answer a dramatic question raised in the first act? 
Yeah. Dude. I totally agree with that. I mean, I think that's kind of what I was getting at at the top when we started talking about it is like, yeah, Ken really resonated with me because, yeah, Barbie, There, there's not... I, I think the, the film touches on a lot of themes and stories, but in terms of, like, what the moral argument of the film is beyond, like, a broad, like... Like, I, like it's there. There's very clearly... I mean, it's pretty spelled out. It's pretty allegorical. But I do feel like, yeah, in terms of the character's journey, it's like, what? A, yeah, why did she go into the real world? Did she, she never wanted to do that. It's just... I mean, they literally... Do, they say it in this fucking script. She's like, so what do I do now? What's my ending? And then they go on like a long thing where they just kind of traipse around the themes really beautifully. Uh, and I want to talk about how well that's done. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you guys think? Yeah. What, do you, what is this movie yeah. saying ultimately? I mean, I think that's literally what this movie was saying, though, is like, write your own story. You know, like, I think it was like an empowerment thing too. like write your own story, you know? Like for Barbie and for Ken, and I and like for me personally, like you know, I'm tired of films always having to say something. I just want to just watch like Cool Runnings one, two, three, four, five, like and just laugh all day. Like I love yeah, cool films Runnings that don't didn't say... have any themes. There was no yeah. message in Cool Runnings. Yeah, it was like even if you're black, you can go make a bobsled team. That shit's fine. I was like, all right, cool. And then I won the snow. Like hell, no, it's too cold. <laughs> I mean, oh, in as well, like this movie is like full of things to say. Like it's great. Right. There's this quote in this New York Times article with Gerwig recently. She says the hard thing was that I wanted to both do the thing and subvert the thing, mm-hmm. and I think she does. The, the film does neither, in my opinion. It's like it is a commercial. Well, no, it's more of a commercial for the Barbie product line than an effective. Man, bro, um, that's that's I, I I respect that, but it's like, dog, like that movie, and you know me, bro. I'm not like deep at all. Like I can't stand when things are over. <laughs> but that movie had me really like thinking about myself in so many ways. You know what I mean? Like, it was. Uh-huh. I I hear what you're saying, but I felt like, I feel like, guess I can't relate to perfectly abbed out, you know, Ryan <laughs> Gosling with blonde hair, and but like. I think the empathy and the the human experience, like I felt the human experience all the way through the story. So it's like, yes, as a cinema thing, I, I completely agree with you as far as like mm-hmm. the structure, but as a human experience, and I think that's like where it honestly are, I think things are going towards now. Cause like, I just really feel like people are tired of like structure. You know what I mean? Like when you watch TV shows, you. A refusal of the journey, all this, you know what I'm saying? Like, but like, bro, I think they tapped in on the human shit, you know? So, like, I get, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, my whole thing with the movie is that it, it feels like the tell don't show movie. Like, there's the famous mm-hmm. saying in film, yeah. show don't tell. Yeah. Every fucking thing in this movie is them just telling you the beats that you, ne- like, when do you see Barbie's problem where when right, do you, you see, see the heels hit the floor no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no and i but that's not her internal problem right, right, that's right, an right. ex like you know yeah. a character needs to have their external thing that actually sends them on the journey but also their internal flaw that they're really trying to heal through this journey yeah yeah um i mean like i guess as an example with talking about ken mm-hmm. the climax of his story is her saying you are kenneth mm-hmm. does she say it I only saw it on his shirt. 
Or maybe she doesn't say. Basically, I don't think she, she ever tells, says it. Basically, yeah, yeah. she tells him that. Like, what? What does Idiot. that mean? How? Like, I don't like. People are like, oh, it's this deep thing. Like, telling him like you don't need to, you don't need to just pine after me. But like, we don't see what that means other than I, someone just saying you're enough. Well, it, it ties into. I mean, it's like what you said. Like Ken's arc is clearer and is kind of it's good. I mean. So much of it is just that he's given, like Ryan Gosling is just handed uh, such a funny character and idea. And he's so like, that is the, you know, it's been said, but like, that's just the best Ryan Gosling. Like when he can go that mode. Uh, and I think Chalamet needs to start trying shit like that instead of the, whatever the fuck he's doing in that Wonka trailer. Uh, God bless him. I wish him luck on that one. Shots uh, fired at that fucking Bro, that tweet. looked fire too. <laughs> Dude, that's like, I've never like seen. the look of Wonka? I've Hell never seen yeah. a bigger Doolittle looking movie since the trailer for Robert Downey Jr.'s Doolittle came out. Like, they've got fucking bad CG giraffes in this trailer. Like, I know Paddington was good, but I don't know. Is, uh, is Timothy anyway. Chalamet going to have to go bald in a Nolan movie now to redeem himself? <laughs> yes, he should do. No, Timothy Chalamet just, he, he, if he wants to be not just brooding twink, like, he's got to do something funny and stupid uh anyway i mean he does he's, he's fu- often funny he's really funny in like later bird late lord bird lady bird um i yeah his his arc's clear and like i think that that scene actually is poignant because i think that i mean the thing is is that like they're it's very clearly gerwig and bombach who like more generally make you know they're not like high concept crazy you know it, it's like their films are very accessible generally but they they skew uh, especially Bombach towards a more intellectual, you know. They're more interested generally in making art that is more nuanced and like the, you know like Marriage Story is this like complex, you know, t- whatever you're like. I know a lot of people hate that movie, but you can't deny that it's like complex and that he's basically making a movie about himself and his divorce, and he's also he's kind of depicting himself in like a very like vain way, but also being very critical of himself. And it you know he, he makes stuff yeah. that's meant to be discussed in the way we are. And this movie feels in the way that it's like pretty blatant with its ideas and it's like feminism's for everyone. Like it's pretty, you know, it's like I keep saying it's allegorical. It's but it's not even allegorical. It's it's blatant. It's explaining the themes to you. But they're targeting, you know, they're targeting the the fucking like you, you know, like they're targeting people who are watching this and are like thinking about it for the first time or maybe not for the first time ever. But it's like yeah. it's, it's meant to be palatable. And in that way, I think it is. Like, 100%. That's like a tremendous. Uh, that's a tremendous achievement. And I think that's important work. Like I think there's probably a large number of like men and women who probably walked out of the Barbie movie not realizing it, but probably you know in some way their ideology was influenced to be more critical or to think of things in other ways. But mm-hmm. if you go beyond that and you look at it, okay, but what it like it, and like that you can look at that as like a sort of like is this a useful tool? But what's yeah. what's the flip side of that? And it goes into I had to fucking Google it because I have the mind of you know I'm a fucking my brain's shot. But the concept of recuperation, which I learned in like mm-hmm. the one media studies class I took in in college, which is like maybe I'm butchering this, but the basic idea is it's like it's like with uh with like war songs during the Vietnam and like like these artists were making like folk song anti war songs. And then those got really popular. So then the labels started making those. And then it's like, there's sort of this idea. It's like, can anything, like once it's being financed by a corporation, once it's being financed by something that participates in the system it claims to be criticizing, it's not actually. It's it's being used to sort of placate us, uh, placate our, our ideas of like there being problems. And so what you see here is that like, yeah, Greta Gerwig's talking about that. Sorry, I'm talking so long about this, but it's just my head's been swimming no, with this no, yeah. concept lately. Is like, 
you see Greta Gerwig, and I think Greta Gerwig has, I'm sure she's learned this, you know, I'm sure she understands this concept, like, either academically or just innately, like, and she's going up to face with that. And so it's like, it's like, there are these moments where like, it's like, what can you get past the censors, basically? But like, ultimately, what does this thing do? And it's like, yeah, this was a big advertisement for Mattel, who was like going to use this to expand their, they want to make more movies, we'll see if it works, I don't think it will. But if they make she a bunch did. of movies, you see that that how much money is made? Because <laughs> because it's Barbie, I don't think Rock'em Sock'em Robots hold the place in people's heart like Barbie does. Wait, I want to ask you guys to guess yeah. this. Can you guess how many movies they have in development currently for their um, cinematic universe? I'm gonna guess seventeen. I'm gonna say at least like ten. Forty-five. They have 45 yeah. toy movies currently in active development. We should be trying wow. to land one of those. Dude, yeah. I think this, yeah, can we get this? I actually really love Barbie and think it's, <laughs> I think the, the Mattel is a force for good in this country. No, but it's like you said, I mean, it's, it's a company that like, there's a, like, what about the little girls that have now or in the past worked in the Barbie factory, like putting the fucking hair in for sweatshop? Like, what about those little girls? Like, it's very much a like, Western little girl thing. I mean, even like the, you know, like America Ferrer and her daughter, like they're very well, like they're in the film, they're very well compensated by Mattel just based on their CG car. Uh, but uh, I, I don't feel one way or another about this today. I just think it's an interesting thing to think about. I don't know that I, because uh, I think, yeah, there are, yeah, there probably are people that came out of that, you know, with their minds developed in some way, but also maybe now they're more sympathetic to Mattel and they're not thinking like the bigger question, which like the real thing is the overarching capitalist system. Like this is them making sort of gruel for us to feel smart about, but like really like none of this actually does anything to meaningfully uh, get us out of whatever this fucking thing is that we're stuck in, like to get those fucking kids out of the sweatshops. They're still there. Uh, sorry. But yeah. I will say Greta Gerwig, uh, so much of this movie could suck so bad. Uh, there's so many jokes that are like obvious uh, or like, you know, like, you know, like could have could have felt more preachy. And there is there is one of those things where it's, yeah, it's not the strongest script, maybe, but it is such a measured hand as a director. And yeah. I don't think she's getting enough credit for that part. Um, like, she... what are you talking about? Like when? Towing, I, <laughs> I, I mean, did you did you I think um. I think like this stuff with the uh, like when they do the flashbacks to America Ferrera and her daughter like growing up and they show like it's pretty tropey you know it's like cross dissolves of her like slamming the door in her mom's face and her like yelling at her mom and stuff and they it, look like the music... stock footage they look like it doesn't I'm not, I don't They're... I don't yeah it does well listen listen I don't think it looks good and I don't think in theory like if I saw it in a screenplay I'd be like no that's I don't think that's gonna work. But something about it, and I think it's one of those things where it's like you can't really quantify it. It's a taste thing. It's like Greta Gerwig's hand there. It worked on me. I felt I a mean, lot. Yeah. And this, she, yeah. She, yeah, right? Like, it worked. I agree. Like, I would say, bro, like, honestly, like, and first of all, I, I personally, Rodrigo Prieto snapped because, like, with all that pink and, you know, like, yeah. like I, I think. Yeah, the shooting's I, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's incredible. But, like, I would just say, bro, like, there's very few films like where like I can like hear a director's voice, and I like felt like I heard her voice all the way through, like through and through. And like I I think that's tight. Like when you have the creative, first of all, you know I've been fighting for that freedom my entire career just to like let me do me. Yeah. And like real talk, I felt like like that was her. Like even America Ferrera's like monologue, like I heard Greta's voice. 
You know what I'm saying? Even though yeah. America delivered yeah. it amazingly. And I love yeah. America Ferreira's monologue. I guess yeah. like the America Ferreira character is an example to me where it's like, okay, she's having thoughts of death. She's thinking about psoriasis and all <laughs> these things that are causing Barbie's issue. Yeah. Can we, like, we never even see a moment in her life to see, like, what does her life look like that is causing... Mm -hmm these thoughts what does it look like for her to live in the patriarchy they can't approach it because they had her work for mattel the people that funded the movie so they <laughs> yeah. have to show her life looking great and like oh she doesn't really deal with that at the office though yeah, like yeah. is there a moment yeah. where you see where you actually like to me her problem is that her daughter doesn't think she's cool it's like her monologue doesn't actually solve anything we've ever seen her yeah, yeah, yeah. experience in the movie and i just sorry yeah. I, Last, no, last from writer's I feel that for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I think. Yeah, Ooh, I'm holding it to the flame right now. I'm holding it to the fire right now because I love Greta Gerwig. I think yeah. not only do I think Lady Bird is one of the great American indies in the 2000s, I think Little Women is the definitive adaptation of that book. And on top of that, her first feature that no one talks about, Nights and Weekends, is to me the best mumblecore project. Period. I love Greta Gerwig. I'm I. I thought that this was going to be like a Steven Spielberg level, like I feel that they're yeah. gonna. This is going to be really emotionally engaging, and to me, like there's some obvious. There's tw maybe this, and this leads us into talking about the sequel writing, maybe a little bit. But like for me, an obvious thing that might have skewed it a bit more in an emotionally satisfying direction to me is like you've got this character <laughs> who is like basically like. What do they call her? Like generic Barbie? What's her mm -hmm. name? Stereotypical Barbie. <clears throat> yeah. Stereotypical Barbie. Mm -hmm. Every single one of her best friends that's around her in the first act has a job. They are the president. They are a doctor. They are a lawyer. What does it feel like to feel like, but I'm, I don't have a great skill. I'm just, I just feel like that me. I just feel stereotypical. That's a very human emotion. That's something everyone, and especially I'm sure women, have felt at some point in their life like it feels like everyone around me is doing something great and it feels like all i'm doing is surviving suddenly that's a problem that anyone could engage with and would make it so much easier to ride her journey into the real world and would make sense then that she becomes real in the end because it's like oh that's the human experience everyone feels this way you're not actually defined by your job the president also feels like stereotypical barbie but it doesn't do that because it just makes her a cipher she's not a character no, Ooh. she's the she's the worst part of the film. I mean, and and like that, which not is the to actress. Say, like, Margot Robbie. Margot great. Robbie yeah. is great in it, and uh, and I mean, Margot Robbie is, from what I understand, she was like sort of the one who got this movie. Like, she was the one who's like Greta Gerwig, yeah. get on this. Like, this is gonna be sick. And I think, but I think it is. It's like, I mean, the idea I keep coming back to is it's like, yeah, it's got these like key screenplay issues, and I think that some of that's tied to it's like if you're doing something like this that is very deliberately about. Like, this is, you know, the most transparently, like, film about, like, a, a moral, about about making a moral argument. But it's not clear what that is, despite it, like, it's clear what it is, but it's not clear what it's what it actually says in the end, uh, or, like, where people lie on that issue, you know? So, but I think so much of that is because of the muddledness, because it's, yeah, it's Greta Gerwig taking contract work that levels her up, and she's also emotionally invested, and emotionally invested in getting these ideas, but she has to get them past you know the ceiling yeah. of like the actual Mattel executives who she's then like subverting by depicting them but then also like you know they, yep, they get yep. to sign off and they get to pat themselves on the back like oh that's so funny like we're not really like that 
Uh, <laughs> they get to make, you know, they make jokes yeah. at themselves, but it's like, who, who, who walks home with the money at the end of the day? It's like, mm-hmm. did you really screw Mattel by making fun of how they all, they've only had two female CEOs when now they get to say they did this? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it just it all goes. It's like its story problems are rooted in its uh, lack of control. It's just in the battle of trying to get these kinds of fucking movies done. You know, like Gerwig can't make it that Spielberg style thing because there's too many variables. You're back, Max. Yeah. You there? You there, buddy? You lose Max. Are you there? I lose mm-hmm. Max. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. I fucking love being here. I would hate to be Max right now. Um, <laughs> now that he's off, uh, what do yeah. you think about that guy? Max, I yeah, I, I just wish he would cut his two thousands haircut. <laughs> yeah, you like, can't say shit to that guy. It's like, like that. it's like he wants to be. It's like he He's wants to hear be, this. <laughs> it's like he wants to be Brink still. Like, <laughs> what's up, Brink? Brink. <laughs> what happened? What did I miss? Nothing. You don't worry about it. Buddy. Nothing, bro. It's all good. None of it. Yeah, I guess I'll hear it in the recording. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Soul skater. Uh, okay, well, we need to get to writing David Zaslav. Yeah. David Z. He's breathing down our necks. He's like, these people with complex <laughs> opinions about our number one hit movie. We don't want to get people, we don't, we want to throw in some writers that have mixed opinions across the board. We don't want people that love the first well, one. You don't um, want a Dave Filoni, you want a, the, the Michael Clayton you guy. You had to make saying. it about some fucking nerd shit. You had yeah, God yeah. that I try to tie it in a movie. Who, who's Dave Filoni? Is he a chef? He's the, you don't lie. No, I'm just playing. He's about to be. I think. I don't think Ahsoka's going to do very good. You're crazy, bro. Have you seen the billboards in LA, bro? Shit. This is about to be yeah, Will, do you have any other thoughts before we head into a sequel? Yeah, no, I would say, I would say, bro, like, as far as like structural, like definitely, I, I definitely see what y'all are talking about. But like, man, like, I think I think the hardest thing in this in this world right now, and this is gonna sound all deep and complex and snap your fingers after and shit, is to get people to feel anything. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, that sh- that that shit made me feel all like something yeah. that I haven't felt in a long time. You know what I mean? Like. And clearly, fuck yeah. me, because a no, lot but, of people feel yeah. this way. Well, yeah. I did too. Mm-hmm. It's the directing. She's really yeah. good at it. Like, yeah, I think she, like, did a good job at making people feel. And, I mean, it, clearly it pissed people off, you know, like like cool. the all the, I forget his name, but all the podcasts. Ben Shapiro. Like, this is the worst movie ever made. The yeah, Ben Shapiro. All this. It's like, damn, bro, like, it really, like, hurt your feelings, like. Damn. So I don't so know. Weird. Man. What did like, you expect? Like, like real talk, bro. <laughs> like, like there were some points I'm like, all right, bro. I don't have that many flat screens in my room. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> you know. But I, I, I think from a, I think she played from a kid's perspective. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's what really got me, bro. It, like, talked to the inner yeah. kid in me, and yeah, man. I think that's the hardest thing to do is like, especially with all the, you know, she's getting hella notes from Mattel and all this stuff, man. But like. Despite it, she's able to make you feel something. And I think, like, that's just tight, you know? I felt mad. Yeah. I felt glad. I cried. Billie Eilish just yeah, came around. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know? So, yeah. Okay, well, how are we? Um, yeah, Barbie's in the real Let's world. Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's, where, uh, where should go from here? Well, I, was, I was told that Barbie was such a hit, and they wanted to make... Well, when I was given the brief from you guys, I remember reading that they wanted to make a second film 
but more about like kin because yeah they wanted to talk to all the little the little boys and stuff out there that's what i heard well, we so. gotta we gotta get to them because well, now we sort of like broken down the door but now it's like we really gotta get to it. it's like stop joining the alt like stop listening to joe rogan guys like listen to a yeah good yeah. good content like podcast to <laughs> the sequel it's good for your brain yeah good we left off we leave off on barbie one do we need to summarize this is that what we do now summarize barbie one should we have done that at the top yeah um no we'll do it now um, i mean barbie follows the story of as we were saying stereotypical barbie um, she lives in Barbie world where there's all sorts of different Barbies, like the president and doctors that are her friend. She also has her boyfriend, Ken, who is obsessed with her. Um, but one day at a party, she starts to have thoughts of death. So she is told to go into the real world to meet her owner to see where those thoughts are coming from. Ken tags along. In the real world, she discovers the patriarchy. So does Ken. Ken brings it back to Barbie land. He turns Barbie land into the patriarchy where the Kens are now in charge. <laughs> Barbie comes back with her owner and together they work out a plan for the Barbies to take control of Barbie land again. And for Ken and through this, the Kens realize that they can be enough without their love of Barbie. And then Barbie realizes her story is still not complete and that she wants to experience life in the real world, not just as a doll. Exactly. So like we, a good we open up this film. Yeah, that's great. Uh, great. So yeah, great. I mean, things that are good in this, I, I want more Alan. I think we could bring back some Alan action. Um, yeah. Michael Sierra as Alan, the discontinued Ken's friend toy, uh, cool character, yeah. super funny. Yeah. Where they just cut back to it. Like they gave him really like dark eye under his eyes. Like he looked really <laughs> fucking tired. Yeah. Always funny when Michael Sierra is good at fighting. <laughs> yeah. Really funny. Really good. Always a good beat. Uh, I mean, Barbie's in the real world now. Um, what, like, what is the next evolution? What would she learn being in the real world? What would, like, what is the next stage of well, her? Yeah. I think, I think in, in this, in this part of, of, of time, the Kins have kind of started to figure out who they were a little bit. And, you know, Barbie's just learning about being a woman in a patriarchal society. But... Alan is still trying to figure out who he is. And I really feel like Alan needs someone to help him on his journey. And who else to help him but another black kid? I feel like you're secretly (laughs) setting up Hitch (laughs) 2. But but black kid knows how to dance and teaches him how to keep it in the zone. (laughs) <laughs> is this a new black ken or is this what like is this are we bringing back one of those characters i think, I think this is a new black ken uh actually no I, I i personally think it's the i wish i knew which ken it was but ken's friend that the other black dude that plays bob marley in in the new bob marley movie oh yeah wow yeah, yeah. so i don't think I what do we call him like light skin and I can't ambiguous say ambiguous black kid number one. I don't. I don't know. I can say ambiguous. Can I say ambiguous Ken? Let's name him Jake, like Jake from State Farm. Let, like Jake name, from State he finds Farm. out his name is Jake, right? Great. Jake's very safe. So yeah, maybe they. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I'm interested in this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What's the? I feel like this is a movie. It's like if the problem with Barbie one that we've sort of been exploring, and like again, I support it in that. Like yeah, I do think in term, like actual impact in on people's 
minds or whatever, like moved people, move me, blah, blah, blah. But like if that movie sort of failed to nail its message, what could we do with a sequel that's like, I feel like it's like this is the opportunity to come into a film with like a moral argument, you know, and yeah, you know, the moral argument, it's 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 the way that for, for those listening who don't know this term, it's a screenwriting term. I think it's Bob McKee. Really? No, I don't know. It was one of those guys. Uh, but it's just this idea. It's like a story has basically a thesis, a theme. Uh, Tootsie is the one he always goes back to. It's not Bob McKee, it's the other guy. Uh, Tootsie, it's like the moral argument oh, I, is it's, similar it's, to Barbie. It's, it's Bechtel's cousin that wrote that wrote that the argument. <laughs> <laughs> For, maybe, yeah. It's just a bunch of fucking yeah. writers. Does it pass the Bechtel's cousin test? <laughs> no. <laughs> Tootsie. Does Tootsie pass the Bechtel yes. test? Uh, depends. Does, uh, what was the fucking uh, Dime Square Tootsie? Yeah. But no, uh, I, I agree. I agree with you though, Sam. Hundred percent. Like with like the moral compass. So like when I left Barbie one, I was kind of like, man, that was great from her perspective. But like, you know, I, I had to relate it to myself. Like, what about the black Barbie experience? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if he had mm-hmm. like, despite our world, what if he had no owners? Because no one like <laughs> bought him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's actually wait. That's a great angle. Though. That's such like, a that's such a thing we know about too. Like you know what I'm saying? That's like, such a trope. This despite in real life us having owners back in the day. <laughs> it's like that was that opposite episode of The Office where like Toby buys the uh, the Barbie from, from yeah, Craig Robinson and he's like or Craig Robinson and he's like he's like what's wrong with it? Yeah, like <laughs> that's like, awesome. So bro, like no one bought Alan clearly, and no one like mm-hmm. bought bought this ambiguous kin that we named Jake. Like, and maybe that's why like <laughs> Alan and Jake both have a bit more of an interior life. Yeah, is because they've never they've been, never been at the mercy of an owner. They've right. just own, like I feel like Jake lives out in the Barbie Land desert, and it's like with Keith Stanfield, he's just like smoking weed out there. He's <laughs> yeah. just like he's just like fuck that noise. Like yeah. this is life, and like his pool actually has water in it. It's not plastic like in the movie. Like yeah. we could. Uh, Exactly. So, yeah, and then it's like maybe he has to like eventually come to Barbie Land. And everyone's like, "Oh, hey, Barbie again." He's like, "Bro, like this shit ain't real." Like you know, cause like he's <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Like he's like the <laughs> like I don't want to say Debbie Downer, but like he clearly knows this this is some bullshit. Like yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. Like, every time he says something, a black auntie's in the back going. Mm. <laughs> yes. I want to say I just did some research. Uh, the first Black Ken doll's name was uh, Sensational Sensational Malibu Ken, and uh, he had a he looked like this. He had a afro. Uh, uh, so I think this is yeah. a great, great. I think just I think, I think we call it Malibu Ken or Sensational Mal- Ken. Uh, Malibu Ken. Even <laughs> Malibu Ken. Let's let's change Malibu that from modern times because Malibu didn't want that kid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. that's actually great. <laughs> sensational. He's sensational. Sensational, he, he like be, Venice kid. It would be more. He's he's Jake, but he's the artist. He's the artist formerly known as Malibu Ken. That's part yeah. of how he got woke. Was he, okay. he was like, I'm not taking a name from a place that doesn't want me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got his own name. And he goes, yeah. Jake. Like, Jake. That's a great model. He's like, I made a new name for myself. Like, one that means something to me. Jake. Jake. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I, I like Jake's the, the main of, character. Yeah, like I well, feel Barbie like we're... too. They're they're not gonna sign off. Like I'm sorry. Like let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> we could try it. We could try it. Uh, okay. Well, I like this idea of a cynic in this uh-huh. Barbie world, 
uh, mm-hmm. which I think I think wasn't explored because the film wasn't like allowed to maybe or whatever or you know it just wasn't written but like they wouldn't be able to but the idea of someone who sees through it the idea of a Barbie who's like more so more of an outcast than weird Barbie who weird Barbie is basically just like their like their council their village elder like weird Barbie's not actually like against the system but if there's like yeah like yeah. an outsider who lives out like on the periphery like in the proverbial like carpet outside the toy box uh and he's like sees through he's like you see you see all this like we're just a toy used by a corporation like we're made by children in factories injecting plastic molds like yeah. what's this for but so where, where does he lie in this changed world post barbie one where the barbies are um like the kens have started to understand who they are a little bit mm-hmm. and the barbies are did the Barbies change at all from the first one, or are they just like, yeah. no, things are the same. We didn't do anything wrong. We're we're just a matriarchy. Like, is that? I feel like I feel like it comes back to like 2008 America when like Obama was president. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you know, like it's like racism doesn't exist anymore. But Jake's like, the fuck? Just because we got a black president, don't mean yeah. this shit's perfect. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I like that. Issa Rae, you know what I'm saying? And then you got like, yeah. the, the you know, the the Barbies who are like, no, like um, Beyonce, because that's one who like, we, who run the world, girls. Like that shit was all like the same time. You know, I just feel like that era, like 2010, 2011 America, it's like the perfect stage for him to come in. I don't know if Mattel is going to sign off on this, but this is, this is my pitch right now. Mm-hmm. Is like in the, in the first act, we meet Jake. He comes to Barbie Land. Mm-hmm. He, he hates all this noise. He's like, "This place sucks. This place is racist." But he kind of hits it off of with Alan. He's yeah. like, "He's like, he's like, okay, I can vibe with Alan." And they kind of have like a woke talk that night, where Jake's like, "Nah, dude, you don't get it. Like, mm-hmm. we were just made to serve the people in charge here. Like, we we don't actually have power." And he's like, "And the people that make us, the people that make us in these factories." Like they have like a stoner talk about yeah. like how fucked up the world is and that there's a factory out there where people are forced to make them all day. And then like yeah. the next morning, Alan wakes up and Jake's like got his car outside. He's like, you want to come for a drive? And he's like, sure. And Alan gets in the car and he just like hits the gas. He's like, he's like, we're going to the real world. We're going to China. Like we got to take down the factory. And, and Alan's like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. And he's like, he's like, he's like, no, you're in man. Like you, like we gotta, we gotta save the world. Yeah, and it's, bro. Uh, I, I like actually, that. I like this idea a lot. I think, but I think that they should try, they're gonna, I think it's like a, you know, like Fight Club Project Mayhem style thing. Like they're gonna blow up the Mattel building. They, they're like, gonna come they're the gonna factory. kill, they're gonna like shoot up, they're gonna kill Will Ferrell. That's their plan. And this is where original Barbie Margot Robbie comes in. Is she, they come into the real world uh, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, it's just, we bring back Will Ferrell. It's just like the scene. He's like, oh, it's happening a third time. They weren't supposed to keep crossing over. And they're like, it's worse, sir. They got like G.I. Joe toy guns or like, you know, it wouldn't be G. It's not Hasbro. It's Mattel. So whatever they've got, you know, they like took a yeah. detour. They were, they were like, no, you don't do it like the surfboard to space, to, like the way they did in Barbie one. He's like, we've got a different route. And they, they're able to go through like some other Mattel properties, get some like serious weaponry. Like they're armed the fuck up. Like, so they have like the green um, book of like the back roads. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but, but it's like the green book but it like it's also got like all the arms dealers marked like all the places where you can get the guns with like the serial numbers shaved off and shit like they're like going in there they're they're packing but 
they don't realize Mattel has all these weapons too. Mattel has got, if Mattel wants, like they always want Barbie to go into a box because they don't want to nuke Barbie, but they've got, I mean, what does Mattel own? Like uh, what's a popular toy, boy toy action franchise they've got? Rock and Sock and Robots. That's coming into play. There's well, definitely some Rock and Sock and Robots. I think you're onto something, Sam, but like, I think I think what we do is like, we make it where, where, where Jake, woke Jake, you know, he's not really... Like the the one that's like, man, we're gonna go blow shit up. But you know, they always say the quiet ones are the ones you always got to worry about. And mm-hmm. clearly, in in Barbie one, Alan was the one that was like whooping ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. I think, yeah, okay, yeah, we're gonna go, we're gonna fuck. And and woke Jake's like, nah, man, we just gonna, we, you know, we just gonna get out. We, you know, I don't know. What I think we- that's the. I think no, I like that. I think it's like yeah. he woke woke Jake, uh, Malibu or uh, mm-hmm. sun, sensational Jake Ken whatever Jake. Uh, uh-huh. I'll call him by his chosen name. Um, he he introduced. He's like sort of aware of these concepts, and he sort of plays the role of like the the defeated cynic. He's like, the world is fucked. This place sucks. Yep. There's nothing we can do. And then yep. Alan has this like in that conversation. He's like, no, we can do something about it. Like, I know, yeah. I know what we can do. Yeah, I've got skills. Oh, like, so maybe Alan gets Jake in the like. Maybe him and Jake hang out that night, and Jake kind of like opens a can of truth to him he's like telling him about like the way people are exploited in the real world he's like nah man you don't get it like this is a fake reality we live in like, no he's more just, he's laying, about yeah. us yeah yeah he lays truth onto him he thinks they're just going to bed that night and then alan pulls up and he's like he's like we gotta go do something about this and he's like no 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 man like that's <laughs> I, that's well, not I, gonna go well for us i think that that's his journey i think that so it depends on what we end up wanting to say and i think what this ultimately comes down to is artistic politics not necessarily personal politics but like does this film condone violence in the pursuit of revolution uh, which is a debate we can have, uh, or maybe not on mic if we don't want to go to jail, depending <laughs> on what everyone's position is. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I mean, we all do, like the government. Well, anyway, uh, but I think that the thing that what you have to do is you have to put Jake in this place where initially he's like, he reluctantly, like at first he's like, no, 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 you know, we reject the call. And then he like relents. He's like, okay, for whatever reason, he agrees to do it. And then over the course of that film, that needs to be the source of conflict between the two of them. Michael Cera is all about like, He's like, you know, he's like when you first, he's like me when I first learned what feminism was. I was like, yeah, we got to start chopping off more dicks, man. That's how we're going to solve this. We just start chopping off dicks. Uh, yeah. Not off me, but like off the bad guys. Like, you know, boom, we, we solve the problem. It's like, well, that's probably wouldn't work long term or I think, in any yeah. term. I think you're right, you know, Sam. But think about this. Like the real Ken didn't really have an answer. I mean, Ken and Barbie one didn't really have an answer of what to do until he went to the real world. So it's like, <laughs> what if they get to like, yeah. You know what? You're right. No one wanted us. Well, let's just go live our normal lives in the real world. So they go to the real world and they realize yeah, yeah. like, so like it could start with like Jake, like seeing like Drake on screen. It's like, whoa, people love this, this dude that's rapping <laughs> <laughs> or playing basketball or fucking... it's like, you know what? Maybe I could do this and make. And you know, and blow up and make people realize that they should have bought all these kids that look like me. And then it's like, mm-hmm. and then it's like, Alan's like, well, looking around is like, I don't know, what would Alan, what would represent yeah. Alan in <laughs> real? World? Nothing. There's no Alan. There's, there's, there's. But there, but I mean, there is Michael what Sierra. It, yeah, but like, I don't Isn't know. Isn't Alan kind of gay coded? Isn't he? He's kind of like. 
Yeah, that's it's kind of is he's kind of Ken's bottom. Yeah, yeah that's kind of yeah. yeah, maybe he. Well, maybe he comes in and he sees uh, homophobia and he's like, he. <laughs> an insane idea that the two of them come in and the the white gay guy's like this world's fucked man and like the other guy's like no drake's on tv like this place is way better than fantasy barbie land no i mean i mean this this could be oh my god i like the idea that they travel out because uh-huh. alan's like alan's like they make us in these sweatshops like we Uh gotta go do something about it and they get dropped off in la and immediately start to get sidetracked from that yeah 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 (laughs) because um and i think we could maybe return to that goal in the end um but like i feel like their conflict i feel like alan would be a lot like but honestly, I had some of this in me, but like what a lot of the white dudes I saw in New York during the George Floyd protests had in them, uh-huh. where it was like, it's like, yeah, this is so fucked. We need to go like bomb police stations. <laughs> and like the black people I knew were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Nah, nah, like, nah, you nah, yeah. get to go back to Greenpoint. Yeah. <laughs> like you're doing that in our neighborhood. Like we yeah. need to like, I don't know. Like, I could see Alan like, He's learned all of this stuff from his one hang with Jake. And, and now he thinks, like, we need to become terrorists. <laughs> Naive like, radical, yeah. No. Well, so yeah. here's what I'm thinking. Maybe the most compelling journey for them is that, like, Jake is a cynic. Like, he is the cynic. But he's not, like, he doesn't actually know about the real world. He just knows yeah. about Barb. He knows, like, a little bit. He knows it's, like... It's like, yeah, but, like, you know, it's, like, like what's really... You know, it's like the Obama thing. It's, like, yeah, what's really changed? Like, how did this... Um, yeah. Like, what... Oh, the Kens, like, have more hobbies now? Like, we still... Like, they wouldn't even let us have more than two... Uh, like, they have that line. It's like, can we have multiple justices on uh, um, the Supreme Court? And they're like, we'll start with two. And it's like, okay, like, actually, like, if we're going to play in this thing, like, if this is a world that is a matriarchy, right? It's not a equal world. It, it's a blatant matriarchy, which is such a you know like it's important to flag that that's never going to be a re- there that won't be a real issue in our lifetime because we're so entrenched in patriarchy but right like, right in the barbie world that's like that is the status quo matriarchy is patriarchy so he's like what is yeah what really got solved like they gave us crumbs and told us to be grateful uh and so he and alan talk <laughs> and they're like they just like start drinking and they're like you want to get out of here and they go out and they both get exposed to this real world and we expand this plot because this is such a big idea yeah, where they, they do go into the real world uh, and they don't just, they don't already know about the sweatshops and stuff. They eventually find the sweatshops. Yeah. Like maybe Mattel catches them and ships them. They're like, we got to take them to get deprogrammed at a H at like the real HQ. And they get shipped to a fucking sweatshop and they like, they are like, mm-hmm. they get split off. They get shown two different perspectives of the world. Like, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe Jake like makes an impassioned plea and like the, like welfare and the CEOs are like, you know what? You're right. Like we're gonna, we're gonna get you. And he sort of gets this arc of like, he gets sort of presented and put on a pedestal, but then like even when he gets what he wants, he realizes that like it's all in service of like these CEOs and like what did he really win? Yeah. Michael Sear goes and he gets the night he gets the like tour of the back alleyway and like like total like like mirror or uh, uh you know world shattered. Uh and he becomes yeah, he becomes like the He's... violent militant, like naive radical who's like we gotta blow up this factory. It's like, well, why? It's like because they're 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 making these kids work in this factory. It's like, well, but what about the kids in the in the factory, Alan? And he's like, we got to blow up this factory. You know, it's just shit like that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Greta Gerwig well, will direct it better. Maybe the way we can tie this all into the original is, like, they touch down in L.A. And at first, they're back in Venice. And, like, they get a very real-world look at 
how racism mm -hmm. happens in America. Like, and Jake's like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and Alan's like, I don't think it's that bad. Like I feel, and then they run into Barbie and Barbie's like, oh no, you guys don't get it. Like Jake, I got to show you something. And she like takes him to a Drake concert. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, you see, like, it's actually okay. Dude, this Drake will do it too. This could be you. This could be you, Jake. And he's like, and J and Alan's all into. It. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, thank God. Okay, I was getting worried there for a second, but the, as long like this is great. And and Jake's like studying like the album cover, and he's like, he's like, so Drake owns Interscope Records, and they're like, well, no, like, but he makes a lot of money. Like, it's great. Like, and he's like, <laughs> and, and Jake's like, and like Barbie's like kind of like the white feminist a little bit. That's like, oh, and like she and he's like, well, what have you been doing about this? And she's like, well, I get a really good package from Mattel. Like, I get a lot, like, I donate a lot of money. And he's like, he's like tracing <laughs> the money with like where her donations actually yeah. go and stuff. <laughs> I think, do you, do you, well, I, I pose this to both of you guys. That. Like, do you think it's more interesting? Like, I, it's again, it's like, do we expand that? Does he like initially accept it? Like, he's mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, hell yeah. And then like you expand that, like his journey is then beginning to learn. It's like, oh wait, like, the mm -hmm. like what I was accepting is it's like it's all good is it's like actually like again it's like the idea of like they're giving you crumbs and asking telling you to be grateful you know yeah mm -hmm. um, what do you yeah, think Will? I, I think that's I think that's great like you know when when I think about like all the like in real life like all the music and things and entertainment that you know black people present to the world but they don't own any of it you know what I mean yeah and it's like like he li literally realizes like he never had any owners you know what i mean like he was creative yeah. but he never had any owners then he comes to this world and it's like oh like i can do all these things but like now i'm owned but it doesn't feel the way i thought it'd feel you yeah. know what i mean w but which is where like his story is great but like we're like alan like you know like I feel like I feel like with Alan, it's like he, his thing would be like, well, I don't have any owners because like people want the perfect kin, and I'm I'm not that. But like, what could be, you know? I I love the idea of radical Alan. Well, I think that's the thing is like Alan gets radical for a hot second, mm -hmm. but like he's he's like that goes away quite easily. Like yeah. maybe. Maybe they go to the Drake concert. Right. Jake gets upset, and Barbie sees this, and she's like, "Oh my god! Like, I need to bring you to the Mattel offices. Like, they'll make this right. They made it right for me." Yeah. And then he goes, and they're like, "Jake, we're so excited to see you. Like, in the way right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, and we have developed a whole product line for you and for Alan, who's gay. <laughs> it's he's like, like he's... I am. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, I never want. thought of it. <laughs> She's like, what's gay? <laughs> You're Barbie's best friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so they like unveil both of their product lines. And something doesn't sit right about this with Jake. And uh, he's like, but where, where are they making this? Like, who's, uh, who, who, who made me? I mean, I think he, he just like looks you? around the boardroom, right? He looks around at the suits from the first movie, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, what's a way that he can, I think that, like, I think that's kind of the midpoint turn of the movie is that he discovers what the factories are like where Barbies and Kens are made. Mm -hmm. Like, how does he discover this? I mean, 
Yeah, but how do they get to China in the real world? <laughs> yeah, how do they get to China in the real world? We can't go is there. It, is it going too far to touch the factories where Barbies are made? Like, is I this think just so. like... No. Oh, no, you don't Why? think so. Okay. <laughs> Why do you how think so? How do we get to China, bro? What is it like okay, too hard? Can... Too yeah. Well, that's like like too. I think the question is: Is it like it's not too hard? Like in a writing logistics way, like it's a Barbie. We can put them on a fucking right. rocket if we want. Right. But uh, is it hard uh, thematically and stuff? I mean, maybe it's more about them going to war. Like they're like, we have to destroy Mattel. Um, like we have to. Um, yeah. Like I, we I have think to take so. down I, this board. I think so because when you think about it, like. They're creating stereo. They created stereotypical people to keep us all in a box, and a certain yeah. group of people created these stereotypes. You know what I mean? And like, when I think about it, yeah. it's like Jake doesn't represent all, you know, black people. Alan doesn't represent all, like, you know, everybody. Barbie, they made all these different Barbies, but it puts it in a box. So maybe that's the problem. Is like they keep on creating what they want to create. But we can be whoever we want to be. I don't even I like that. rap. And Jake's like, I don't even want to be a rapper. Like, yeah. I like badminton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Mattel like presents Jake with like rapper Ken. They're yeah, like, we have a great plan for you, and it's like he's like got the gold chain on. Like, <laughs> like, <"Look." laughs> and he's like. I don't, I don't even like rap. And they're like, of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's You're like, so good at it. He's like, I've never rapped before. <laughs> well, just rate things. He's like, can I can be I badminton, that? Ken? <laughs> and they're like, and like the numbers guy crunches the numbers. He's like, that won't sell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, bro, and, you know, be a funny joke in that too. It's like, of, of course you never rapped before, but just read this. And he starts reading it with like rhythm and he's like, fuck. <laughs> 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 And maybe like Alan's really into it because he's like, I finally have a toy that will sell. They're like, they're like, this is gonna sell like gangbusters because you're gay. And he's like, I guess I'm gay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Can. And you're gonna be Barbie's best friend. And so he starts to kind of dissent from Jake. He's yeah. like, they're no longer a dynamic duo because he he's swayed by himself getting a victory instead of all Alan's getting a victory. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. I think we figured out the moral compass of our story in a sense yeah, uh -huh. where we realize our two main characters, they they don't have any owners because no one considered them valuable. They come to the real world where they are they presented with who they are by the Mattel people, hoping mm -hmm. the Mattel people hoping that they would accept it. They accept it because they want to be owned in a certain way because they've never known what that feels like until they're owned and they realize, whoa, this isn't what I want to do or what I want to be. Right. Classic mid, like they start with one goal. All they want is yeah. to be owned at the midpoint yeah. of the film. They think they get what they want. Uh, yeah. And then they realize that, you know, as they say, they pay a heavy price for it. They realize that's not what they really wanted. And that's the yeah. turn for them towards their ultimate goal, which is, Basically, it's the same old goal of Barbies, like becoming their own person, becoming unowned, right. uh, but not just right. for it's themselves, with... but to liberating all Barbies. Are they? Are yeah, they yeah, going... yeah. Because it, it's, it's dealing with it, it's like the second wave feminism, actually, where it's mm -hmm. like actually this can't be solved in a world of capitalism. Like Barbie one was step one. This is step two, where they're like they're like 
freedom isn't free if you're owned by Mattel. Right. Yeah. So we have to. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's um, exploring the ideas posed by the first Barbie. And, and I think that this really good, uh, concise distillation of what we're doing here. Uh, well, yeah, but, but it's from but, a different but, perspective. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, no, my, for sure. My thing, yeah. My thing with Barbie one was like, yeah, I love this, but I love to see it from another perspective as well. Like that was like yeah. my main thing was like, you know, from like, you know, like this was beautiful from from a, a a white woman's perspective. But like, what does it look like from like if Issa Rae wrote this or like, you know what I'm saying? Or like, yeah, John yeah. Favreau wrote this or, uh, you know, it would suck. Greta's partner it... by, by, <laughs> by Greta's <laughs> partner by himself. You know, like what is the male perspective of this story? You know, so... I'm just curious. You know, like, so two things, I think, um, mm -hmm. well, one, I think that we there in order for us to get away with this, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think that we can, if we can end this film with destroying Mattel, Zaslav's going to be into it because with Mattel dissolved, the rights would revert to Warner. So Warner's going to be yeah. all in on greenlighting a script where we actually destroy Mattel. Uh, and I think we mm -hmm. do that by perhaps a scene where we get the, the real Mattel CEO to quote unquote play himself uh and read mm -hmm. fictional lines where he says i am dissolving mattel as a company active today our share prices are zero dollars and he thinks it's just a take but as soon as that's broadcast to every multiplex in america that's legally binding uh so we dissolve mattel now uh that's how it i works. do think but we're, in order for us to get away with it, in order for us to get butts and seats we do gotta have barbie and ken play a role and like we've kind of figured out where barbie stands in the moral argument of the piece but i think we need to figure out let's fucking give barbie a fucking arc in barbie 2 she didn't have one in barbie 1 and then we let's got get 12 some... minutes FYI. Well, we're gonna yeah. fucking figure Sorry, it out because we're strong uh and ken's gotta be in there too we gotta bring back white ken main ken and i think it's so right sam i think it's so right and i think that's where the white savior story really comes in now because yeah. now it's like, because <laughs> put it this way. So Alan and Jake are like, man, bro, we, we got to destroy this. We got to change it. And original Barbie and Ken are like, guys, we don't have to destroy it. We just have to be the bosses. We need our voices. And so now instead of actually like destroying Mattel completely, they're like, we need inclusion. Barbie creates a petition on like change.org. Yeah. She's like, see, we got 150,000 signatures. Like, I think this is sounds a great like, step. Sounds like I want explosions. I want Michael I, Bay no. explosions. <laughs> I do. I think that'd be great. I think, I think yeah. that we should have real, like, like human killings, like blood and guts, <laughs> like uh, depict the realities of war. But no, I think um, Barbie's story can be that she is sort of placed like Will Ferrell puts her as this sort of intermediate, like, you know, she's closely affiliated with him and he's like, where Liz, you know, she's sort of the median where he always placates her and she placates this, the, these other two characters who are trying with two different strategies to build a movement against Mattel. Uh, and so ultimately what she is is like, uh, I don't know what the term would be, but like she's, you know, she's basically sabotaging and she's going to have the arc where she realizes that in her giving them, you know, going back to this metaphor of crumbs, like she's like keeps giving them little crumbs, like, see, like we've made change, like we've done it. And they're like, wait, yeah, yay, but wait a second, he's still in charge? And then, um, you know, she has to, she be basically becomes more or less, she has a moral change and under her ideology changes. And she, in the end, actually fights against Mattel. Like they actually fucking blow it up. Um, but this is Ken's story. I think he has to have Let's his own have art. Ken 
Ken came back to the real world between movies as well. He and because he now thinks he's enough, he's on the board of Mattel. He's like he's like, but I'm one of the good ones. Like yeah. he's well, like I, he's like he's like I learned my lessons. I'm vouching for people. He's the one that shows Jake the rapper Ken box. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's like it's I his had idea. A great idea for you. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Uh, how do we differentiate yeah. his arc from Barbie's though? Like they they should have two separate. I think we've got something really strong here, and I think like we've got these sort of four core characters that are perfect for this. Yeah, how does he fit in? I think this? Barbie realizes. I think Barbie realizes that she's still that free because if you have to yes. go to work for a corporation that she knows is hurting others every day, uh-huh. that's still not freedom. It's just a good step. I think Ken gets like Ken. Lo- Ken gets paid more. <laughs> Ken. Uh, Ken has more power, and Ken gets to do whatever he wants in his job, um, and he doesn't want change. I think at the end of the day, him and Barbie think they're working together until the midpoint where Jake starts to sway everyone, uh-huh. and I think it's like, well, this is my bigger question, is how does Jake sway Alan? Because I think the, I think the st- I think Barbie's going to get swayed in the climax. I think, like, because that's kind of like when these dominoes would generally fall in a story it was like the midpoint would be jake swaying alan and then in the climax another character sways but one stays a villain you know so mm. does this make sense yep. yes yep. Yep. It's track bas- it all? Yep. basically it's this you know it's this good screenwriting idea for those listening it's like you can build a story around one idea and then it's like what's e- then each character is built out of that idea or in this case adapted out of the idea to have their own position on it and then it's how do they connect with each other how do they bounce off each other so uh jake is the cynic uh the cynic turned complacent uh alan is the uh like depressed complacent. no jake is jake is the complacent turned like radical he's, he's cynically complacent then he in the midpoint mm-hmm. he uh like you know he gets he goes to the drake show with barbie and like I think that over the course of the film, she's like, seeing, like <laughs> she keeps throwing him the crumbs, and like he keeps being like, "But what about this?" And she's like, "No, no, no, you're rapper uh, Jake now." Mm-hmm. Like, or what did he? Uh-huh. He's always like, "I want to be named Jake," and they're always like, uh, "We've run the number." They're like, "Yeah, yeah, you can be Jake," and they keep being like, "We think you're gonna be Ken," and he's like, "I'm not Ken. I'm Jake. Mm-hmm. I chose my own name." And that's sort of the like that's what breaks him in the end. Like what that's what pushes him over the edge to realize this. Uh, I'm not Ken. I'm <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh my god, they're like trying to change his name. That's yeah. A, yeah that's good. Yeah. like he's they keep, he and like they keep being like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like finally like the final box comes out and he's like, why does it say? It says Ken like really small. <laughs> what if they like try to make a really small Jake? It was like he's recycling the K E. <laughs> it's like you're, you're, you meet in the middle. You're Jakin, and he's like <laughs> Jakin. <laughs> um. But Ken, so I think, yeah, Ken, Gosling Ken is like, basically the thing with Barbie and Gosling Ken is they're in similar positions where they're directly benefiting from the system and uh, it would be in their interest for the system to persist on their own level. Mm-hmm. But Barbie, by way of Alan, is going to, and by way of Jake, is going, oh, okay, I think we pair up Barbie with Jake and we pair up uh, Gosling Ken with uh, Alan. Alan? We, we split them off. Okay. Uh, yeah, into yeah, two yeah. subplots, and so and maybe that's how Alan's on the wrong side of this for a little while. As Ken's like, buddy, you play your cards right. These Alan, these gay Alan dolls start moving. 
Like, you can be in the boardroom with me. We fucking control the world. Yeah. And so yeah. Alan's like kind of on board for a yeah. second. And and he's like, well, I, I don't know about that. I'm not really in it for the money. He's like, think about how good this would be for the Alans. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I, you're not doing this for you. Like, you're doing this for the Alans. He's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Jake gets to him and is like, bro, you're just serving you're serving the same people we were against in the beginning. Like yep, the whole reason yep. we came here was to take people down and you're just playing their game for that. They're profiting off of your radicalism. Yeah. 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 Cause I think that the thing with, but, but with you're, Gosling a famous, you're a famous, you're a famous rapper now though. Look at you. You're on every cereal box, you know, you're selling out. It's like, but I don't even rap, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> My name is not J Ken. J Ken. J Cole. I'm Jake. Yeah. And um, I'm like yeah. badminton. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Badminton. Um, that's that's so important too. That's such an important characterization. But so Ryan Gosling's character, like the difference between him and Margot Robbie's character in this is that they're both going to sort of be exposed to this dark side. And Margot Robbie peels back in horror and is tempted back into complacency, but will ultimately decide not to. And Ryan Gosling, like, kind of feigns horror and then ultimately is like, I don't care. Like, wh- who gives a shit? I win. They they lose. I win. Uh, and, like, so he's the ultimate villain. We defeat him. And this is very true to, I think, the Ken that we saw in Barbie 1. Uh and uh, but so I, I'm a little. Do we have do we have Alan figured out? I'm, I'm a little lost on Alan. He becomes a radical at what point in the film? I think that Alan hasn't exactly figured out who he is yet. The thing he really wants deep down is to just enter a world where he doesn't feel so othered. Mm-hmm. He kind of has the space to figure out who he is. Mm-hmm. And like these Mattel executives are like, no, you're gay, Ken. They, that's what his box says, gay, yeah. Ken. And he's like, <laughs> he's like. He's like, I mean, I'm not even sure how I feel yet. Like, sometimes I feel like I don't want to have sex with anyone. They're like, no, 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 no. that really doesn't sell. Like, you gotta. <laughs> um, and he, I feel like he's like, he's giving us, they have him like give a speech for his product launch. He looks out into the audience and it's all these Kens. And Jake's like, Jake's like, is this who we really did it for? Like, you're just selling something to the people that made your life so terrible for so long. Mm. Like, yeah. You're, you should be able to be out here and be who you want to be. Like, it's not worth it to be owned to feel wanted. You can feel wanted for yourself. Like, you need to want yourself. You don't need to be wanted by others, you know? Yeah. That's a bar, bro. Does that make sense? That's a I'm bar. I'm confused by that yeah. because, so, he's talking to Ken's in the crowd like he's back in Barbie land? I think, like, when he looks, no, like, when he looks out on the crowd in Venice Beach... It's just a bunch of Ken-looking people. It's like yeah. a bunch of, a lot of volleyball. They show, like, they show, like, Venice Beach. I mean, I don't live in but California, no, no, I, but I think, there a good amount of but Allens. I think, I think, I think there's something there. So you have, you have every, every, you have Allens, you have Kens out there, you have Barbies, you have Jakes at the speech. And think about, think about this as a metaphor. Guys, like, look at you. This is, everyone is so beautiful. Why do you keep letting them put us in a box? You know what I'm saying? Like the box. Like, <laughs> so good. Like, it's so good. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he holds himself in a box. Like, mm-hmm. look, look. You could be, you could be Alan today and Jake tomorrow, or you could be whatever you want to be. But the point is, guys, don't let them put you in a box. 
It's beautiful. So, That'll sell. Wait, Max, can I? I love that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Can I jump in, though, um, with the idea of them being like, what if rather than them being like, Ken ha- or Alan's gay, like you're gay, Alan, like you like there's because like, I think like it's a it's a it's a funny joke, but I think there's there's a sort of more interesting, maybe funnier version yeah. of this that's more true, which is like they would want to promote him as like Rainbow Allen. And yeah. but they'll never explicitly <laughs> say what it is. And he's always like, what does this mean? And they're like, mm-hmm. you just you love rainbows and we sell you every June. You're going to be a June special. And he's like, <laughs> and he, he just doesn't know what he is. And he's getting angered by this because he doesn't uh-huh. know. He he's kind of the Unabomber who I was just watching a video about today who like the Unabomber, like it looked into getting a uh, sex change uh, in like the 80s. And then got like he hey, hey. marked that as a, he got so mad and he thought about then like he, because he felt shame over it basically that he then like got so mad that he started being pushed towards violence uh, and it's like Alan doesn't know who he is and Alan actually like part of Alan's journey is that he is gonna find out that he is gay and oh, they hey. were keeping that from him because like no you can't be openly gay that's why we couldn't set like we can't sell a gay toy hey, hey. Like, not now. Uh, not yet. Oh, down, like down the line, your time will come. Alan's uh, really supportive of his gay friends. They're like, they're yeah. like, this is this is support. Rainbow supporting Alan. Yeah, yeah. Rainbow supporting <laughs> Ken. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, and then, yeah, like, yeah. I think that he actually just like fucking goes to like he fucking actually meets queer people and like has that journey. And he's like, oh, that's oh, yeah, that's great. Oh shit, this is sick. This is a bunch of fucking Alans. And mm-hmm. his so- journey is like somewhere in this. Like he does he so do, do we end with a big battle? Do we blow up Mattel? Oh, I'm gonna get. The, I have two things. I have one thing I want to pitch before I, we talk battle a little bit because mm-hmm. I've got. But like for Barbie, I think what if we set up a thing with because like I want to give her a goal. And to me, what would make sense is at the beginning of the movie while she's working at Mattel, her and America Ferrera have like building up this have been building up this presentation about like we want a new line of Barbies. Like what if people could submit their own daughter's name and their own likeness to like make their own dolls that like we don't want them to have to be barbie we want them to have dolls that show like you can be you you don't you can be out of the box well, like yeah, she's actually yeah. trying to sell this idea that's part mm-hmm. of the theme of the movie and mattel's like that's a great idea we think it needs more development come back to us in like six months and they've been getting the can kicked down the road for like years now and um Basically, her arc is by the end in the climax. Jake is like, Barbie, don't you see? All you've been doing is helping them sell the same ideas again because you're playing their game. They're never going to let you make your product unless you make it yourself. Unless you break free of Mattel and start your own company and do it ethically. Yeah, Sam. I think what if, okay, riff on that. I I love this arc. I love the story. But what if it isn't that they're kicking the can down the road? They're like, oh, that's a great idea. And then we'll, we'll, like, they, like, find in the contract, like, right before it's about to launch that, like, Mattel will own the, like, visage and likeness of, like, everyone's daughters and people. And they're, like, Mattel is going to put the whole world into a box. Now it won't just be the Barbies in a box. It'll be all of the real world, too. Mattel will own everyone. The whole world will be Barbies. And they're, like, holy shit, like, you can't win. You can't work to improve within the system. You have to destroy the system. Mattel. So then they go out for the big battle, and this is just a like, stupid idea I've been obsessed with for like a half hour of thinking about this. They like come into the office, all of them, and they're like loaded up with toys. They got like all the Mattel weapons, and then like the like 
executives like start to get all goofy runny again like they are in the movie and they're, they're like oh you're here for a battle and like alan or one of them like whips out a beyblade and goes like <laughs> and like the beyblade <laughs> shoots across the room and cuts off his head and it's like oh fuck these are real fight scenes and they like print. start to whip <laughs> they pull out their gi joe guns like but you know what then you know what it's time for you know who mattel would then call in say it with me three two one the marines the cia the marines oh. the oh. marines come in they're like okay like and that's when like the battle you know that's when like all seems lost is like the marines come in with like fucking like and we get like chris pratt and stuff like doing like seal team six shit they're like slicing throats like they fucking, have tom like, cruise fly in in a top gun plane <laughs> <laughs> just like blatant war crimes on screen like we yeah. show like civilian casualties like they, they like, drone strike a wedding my IMAX screens. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and kills and, like uh, yeah <laughs> um but they win the battle they whip out some giant rock'em sock'em robots and one of the rock'em sock'em robots punches the mattel building until it falls down and it's just like do 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 it all crumbles and then they get to build their own mattel free world but do they end up just making mattel 2 what's the outlook um I mean, they did just collapse a building and kill thousands of people. Did they kill thousands of people? It's a Barbie movie. We can have them vacate the building. Uh, or... They vacated the building except for the evil people. I think Ken dies. Bro, we can't kill um, Will Ferrell, though, bro. That's like, that's Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's going to die gotta... soon enough. Also, hasn't He's died and stuff. It's really funny when he dies. I think we got to kill Will Ferrell. I'm Bye. sorry, Will okay. Ferrell. Okay. We're killing the CEO of Mattel. Okay. Um, yep. And... Um, yeah, and then I think, I mean, Sam, it feels like the, literally the end of your indie feature. Yeah, no, I realized that. I was like, like, oh, we kind of just did the same, basically the same. <laughs> she, like, like she's going to start her own company, and they're like, so it's going to be different now, right? And she's like, yeah, of course. And like, but maybe like we were like, maybe it won't be, you know? Uh, I mean, I think well, it it like, if we're trying to make this, if we're trying to make this like Barbie one where it's like accessible and like, moving yeah, this is really for everyone accessible. this is accessible it's a barbie too it's accessible but i think that the ending maybe we have a happy ending that's like yes like maybe if we're gonna show this we should be like it could work maybe it's like and then they live it's like the end of chicken run you know it's like and then like they everyone lives in a pasture and no one no one's ever put in a box what's the button what's the button here what how do we wrap this up well you're a happy you got you got a good I mean, soul. Man, I feel like bro, you can like, crack this. I I personally think it should end with like Alan giving a speech about we don't need to be in a box anymore, guys. And then like Ken's like, oh, but I love my box. <laughs> I think that's right before the climax, though. Yeah, yeah, but no, you're right. You're right. Well, I I personally think it should end with like, you know, I'm a happy guy. So like. Like, them all, like, because Barbie had this amazing idea, they're like, yeah, so we're going to let go of Will Ferrell's character as CEO and make Barbie CEO. And Barbie's like, but you know, this is actually America Ferrera's idea. And then, like, you know what I'm saying? It's all cute and shit, and everyone's crying. It's like, we got the first Latino female CEO of Mattel. But it's really, really sweet. And I think, I think that's we're tired of sweet. You know, can they can they kill one undercut person everything. with a Beyblade? Yeah, they're yeah. definitely can we just do like one. We're doing a Beyblade death. We're pitching yes, it. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. But uh, doesn't yeah. the doesn't the uh, 
I mean, like that's not a happy ending. That's a that's in within the the arguments we've made within the film. America Ferrera becoming CEO of Mattel is basically saying it's like we just said doing that no matter what you do is basically putting people in a box. The cut the job of Mattel is to put people in boxes. Their plan. Well, well, no, but but I mean, you're right. If the plan is to to put the world in the box, I think I, you're right. So maybe America Ferrera could come in and be like, you know what? My dream was never to be a CEO of a of a company that puts people in boxes. It's time to close Mattel. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. That, I mean, it's like, so yeah, America Ferrera comes in, you know, and I guess she doesn't really have an arc, but, we'll, you know, Greta can figure that out. Uh, and uh, she, uh, you know, she gets, like, Barbie makes her CEO of Mattel because the default power, the power defaults to Barbie uh, under the contract at Mattel CEO. And they call up the real-life CEO of Mattel from our world, the actual real world, and we bring on the real life CEO of Mattel, whoever that is right now, and we have them read lines from a script that are actually a binding contract to dissolve Mattel and donate all of its money to the chari- to charities to support the uh, children that work in its sweatshops. Boom. Bro, that's a great ending. He doesn't even realize in real life what he did when he reads it. And the Warner Brothers president is like, yes, now we own it. Yeah, oh yeah, also, yeah, so that yes. we can make, so we can get this through David, but yep. we'll just, we'll make sure that uh, 50% goes to Warner and all properties too. Yep. Somehow. His con- yeah, his, con- the Film contract rights. he reads takes all of the money Mattel has and has the people working in their factory. It gives them the money to go to college, to get an education and to start their own lives outside of Mattel. <laughs> and, um, Bada bing, bada boom. Doesn't even you know? have to go to college. They just get a flat sum of money. They just get a big. They get chunks of money. Something. I love but it. But yep. again, so that so that David signs off on it. Uh, movie rights to all properties goes to Warner Brothers. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. We love Warner Brothers. They've definitely made a lot of great decisions this year. On the yeah, W band. Not gonna help. <laughs> <laughs> I love the. Oh, I miss the frog. <laughs> oh, I thought that was David Zaslav coming down the hall. <laughs> no, David, I, I see him pulling up outside. He's uh, he's gonna. He, I think he might have brought the frog with him today. Maybe, yeah. Maybe oh no, the, the WB frog. frog. Back. <laughs> <laughs> like with a little hat and the cane. He's like doing yeah, the dance. Um, all right, you boys ready? I see him walking down the hall. Okay, hold on. Let me let me let me let me get my code switch voice on. Hi, <laughs> you guys hear that? All right, I'm opening the door. Hey, David! It's me, David Z. Uh, how's it going, David? I, I'm sure life's pretty hard right now with the strikes and everything. It's better than ever. I love my job, and I don't regret anything. We reality TV people are finally on top. Turn their nose at us when we made Coal Mine Shit Diggers Season 46. Great show. Uh, you know, I really thought it deserved the Emmy, you know? Uh, who's this? Who's your friend? Uh, on the WB. Hey, I thought you liked that. Uh, I'm Will. I loved it. David, what was he just doing? I'm sure you have a really deep knowledge of the company that you bought, you know, because you love movies and you love TV. WB stands for Warner Brothers. 
that's that good kind of knowledge that I like to see a CEO having, you know? And I'm, we're uh, not gonna dissolve the company. We're not get we're Discovery Warner and we're keeping them around. Shark I think you've done a great job model. running this company. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Both of you. And Especially uh, you, Will. Thank you for hiring us again. Um, I know that people have been clamoring to get three dudes to write Barbie 2. And um, well, here we'll we are. Well, we'll say wrote it, but you know. And that's that's not that's definitely not more problematic to say that we're lying about Greta writing for the project and that it was actually it. three dudes. You know, zhuzh it up. Zhuzh it up. The Greta zhuzh. I can't wait for the zhuzh. Um, <laughs> I think we should get to pitching though, right, Dave? What do you got right? for me, boys? All right. This is Barbie 2. The film opens with everyone's favorite character, Alan. Alan is struggling a lot right now because he, no one wants to buy his toy. He's an unwanted toy. He feels completely alone in this, but people are buying everyone else's toy. But then he meets someone. He meets Jake. This is a black Kendall that no one wanted to buy either, who now lives out in the desert. He's a, he lives in no man's land. He's, he's kind of created his own society. And they, they bond, they get together and realize they need to head into the real world like Barbie and Ken did in the last movie to find people that would love them and want them. So what happens in the real world, Will? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, sorry, I, I, I get nervous in front of powerful whites sometimes. Hustle up, Buttercup. <laughs> I don't got all day, I'm a busy man. I've got nine shows that are trying to quit making shows. So they get to the real world, right? And when they get to the real world, they meet up with stereotypical Barbie and America Ferrer's character. And From the first the first episode yep. of this franchise. Yep, yep. Right, okay. And when they meet them, they tell them their problem that no one wants to buy them. And America Ferrer and Bar stereotypical Barbie basically say, you know what? You're so right. Because these people created you, but that is not who you are. So who do you want to be? So then they have these brilliant ideas to come up with their own Barbies and rebrand themselves. So Jake loves badminton. He loves it. So he wants to create the first badminton Barbie. And Alan, Max lets you take over. <laughs> well... Jake and uh, Alan are in the real world, and Jake's starting to see how racist America is. And um, this really concerns uh, stereotypical Barbie. And she's like, no, 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 I need to show you guys it's all okay. So where does she take them? She takes them to a Drake concert to show, like, look at how rich and powerful this black man is in America. But this doesn't quite sit right with Jake because he's starting to question, like, but where does the money really go, you know? And... Barbie can't answer those questions. Of course she can't. Drake's a great rapper. He started from the bottom. I think now he's a, here. That's a like great you, David. message. I like started you. from the bottom. David Z repping David, the, the, you're the right. rise and grind mindset. You guys better get this faster or I'm going to delete this off the servers right now. Okay, okay. So basically, uh, America and, and stereotypical Barbie, they, uh, they're like, oh yeah, we'll get that going. And he's like, I don't want my doll to be named Jake. Like, that's my chosen name. I'm not Ken. I'm Jake. And they're like, got it, got it. And so then they go, they take it to the CEOs, and the CEOs, which is, you know, Will Farrell and Ken's on the board, you know, Ryan Gosling, Ken, he came over, he works for them now. He loves it. Uh, he's a perfect suit. And they bring, and they're like, we've got it. We've, got, we've made your toy line. These are going to sell like hotcakes. And the toy lines 
are rather than what they requested it is rapper ken instead of badminton jake which is all he wanted and it's uh uh rainbow, rainbow supporting. supporting alan and alan's like what does that mean and jake's like my name's not ken it's jake also i'm not a rapper in badminton and they're like trust us this is what you want to do and so we basically split our characters off barbie and America Ferreira are going to go with Jake and have their journey within the Mattel HQ. And then uh, Alan and uh, Ryan Gosling, they're going to go off and have their own journey. So we'll start with Jake's journey. What's Jake's journey over the course of this film? So Jake tries a rapping thing out, and he hates it. He absolutely hates it because it's not who he is. It is absolutely not who he is, and he feels like he is poorly representing all the black people out there because they think this is what they what what sells, but it's not him at all. So he's like, you know what? I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of this fucking shit all the fucking time. I don't like rap. I like Batman, bitch. Meanwhile, at the same time, Alan has been pitched as Rainbow supporting Alan, and they're like, don't you dare. And he, but he's starting to have some gay thoughts inside he might he might kind of want to kiss some boys and they're like don't you dare share those thoughts that means we can't sell your toy in russia and china oh you keep and those actually thoughts yeah, to yeah some of those some of that stuff's between him and ryan gosling yeah mm-hmm. i think they're i think we get a little smoochy i like that yep yep <laughs> yeah i bet you do david I'm, z i'm surprised you do this 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 feels a little radical for you david i mean i don't tell my wife <laughs> Wink. What's what's the bit? Bitsy's gay. He's David Zaslav's gay. He's horny for. I am. I'm. I'm Rainbow Rainbow Zaslav. Cut this out. Cut this shit out. Cut it out, Max. Who started it, Sam? I was funny. You didn't get it. Cut it out. I like that. I bet you do, David. So anyway, uh, but like he's like okay, he's starting to be. He's starting to realize who he really is, and they won't let him be who that is. So uh, Alan realizes he's not supportive of this either. They're trying to put him in a box. And he gives this big speech. Um, up, and Will, what does he say in the speech? He says, hey, guys. So I look into this crowd and I see so many different versions of people. And I can't do this anymore, guys. I am who I am. And he holds up his Barbie box. And he rips it apart. And he goes, you can't put me in a box anymore. And that goes for everyone out here. Don't let them put you in a box. And Dave Chappelle walks in and goes, that's right. What? (laughs) Dave Chappelle? Okay, so that was, was, cut that out. Who's that? And and he goes, so I was taking it over. He holds his box up and he rips it apart and says, you can no longer put me in a box. And everyone starts to slow clap. He keeps Our on going. Guys really didn't speed up this bitch. He keeps on going. Really oh, like, and don't let anybody else put you in a box either. And everyone agrees that they can't put them okay. in a box. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> and so Benny holds up another box. How many boxes <laughs> are there? And he says, you also shouldn't be in this box either. There's like a lot of boxes. 
No, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. it. It's a really moving scene, though. It's the one that's going to win Greta another Oscar. I'm mm-hmm. sure she's going to win one for this one. Don't you know, care. Wow, David, you really, you really, I was feeling good about this. I, I really liked what Will had to say here. It feels. Don't care about not, Oscars. Not, not everything can be edited like Gold Rush, my man. Sorry, that was a little, that was a little <laughs> testy. Sorry. Sorry, David. Sorry, oh, Dave. Good, kid. You got, you got um, spunk. I'll give you that. I got, I'm full of spunk. Um, <laughs> okay. so, I like um, that. So I, uh, so, okay, we'll, we'll go fast though. So then um, Jake and Alan are like, there's only one thing we do. We got to go kill a whole Mattel exec board. So they go, um, and then the Mattel exec board is like, we're ready to fight you. And they think they're going to do it goofy style, like in Barbie one. And they're like, no, no, no. Alan whips out a Beyblade. He rips it Let and it cuts rip. off a Mattel exec's head. He says, <laughs> and then um and then bar- the stereotypical barbie and america Ferrera are like no 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 we had this whole plan we wanted to make oh yeah this is another <laughs> there was a whole side plot that they wanted to make barbie dolls that are based off of real people so people don't have to lick up to someone else they can see dolls that look like them but then mattel was going to own everyone's likeness so they were going to own everyone on earth and put everyone in boxes which is why i got to give that good box speech um but um now uh America Ferreira and Barbie step in. They're like, no, 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 we were going to be able to change things from the inside. And Jake and Alan convinced them like, no, that's not true. You can't change it from the inside. You have to start from the bottom. We have to dissolve this company. So then what do they do, Sam? So then, and I, this is my idea. Then, and you're going to love this, David Z. Okay, get on with it, kid. Okay, so then they bring in the real life CEO from Mattel, like from our real life, like you'll call him up. You probably have his number. What was the deal? I don't know if I like about that. I don't no, know no, keep listening. Like listen, 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 I hate listen, this guy. Oh, Did then you're gonna you're, a movie? you're gonna love this idea, buddy. You're gonna love it, David, okay. sir. Uh, he comes on, and they get we'll get him to read lines, quote unquote. Like he'll read lines. But okay. those lines are actually going to be a legally binding contract that he's going to say on camera that dissolves Mattel. Uh, okay. And gives all of the money to the workers of Mattel, the employees from the sweatshops to everywhere that's ever been exploited by them. And then you'll like this part. I know you didn't like that part, but you'll like this I'm part. Real nervous. All... I, and we need these hey, lines. David, David, listen. All. Okay, all... I'm sit my ass down and listen. All the IP, film IP rights from Barbie to Barney to Rock'em Sock'em Robots goes to Warner for eternity. I mean, Discovery Warner. Okay, I like this a lot. So what this movie's message is, is that capitalism and other corporations aren't the problem. All of the problems are just Mattel. See, the thing is, David, the hardest part about making this film is, you know, making a film about what I'm trying to subvert. And I think you can understand that as, in a way, you're a filmmaker, too, in that you play a role, I guess. You cancel, your film cancel. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a little bit weird to be greenlighting something. Um, I gotta be honest. <laughs> I gotta be honest, boys. Uh, Give it a try. I, I would slap the name Barbie two onto just about anything at this point because we've had no other win. This is uh, not been uh, David's big year like I thought it would be. So uh, Blue Beetle not doing good overseas. No. Blue Beetle's gonna make at least ten to sixteen dollars this weekend so uh let's uh you know what i'm green lighting it i like your spunk i especially like max's spunk i think uh i think uh i, w- I would have liked to hear a bit more about 
the boxes, but I guess Sam wanted to go right past that. You wanted to go past the emotional part, you know? Um, Actually, I didn't like the boxes. That was me as myself saying I didn't like the boxes. On second thought, it was a really good part, and uh, I... <laughs> I, I, I'm a divided man deep down, but uh, this is uh, this has been a great pitch. I really like what you guys are doing. I knew you boys would pull through. Um, and uh, gonna love it, David. This definitely won't be a divisive episode. There, there's definitely there definitely won't be people upset about this one. So great work. I'm walking out the door. Bye. That's the end of the scene. Wow, what, what a show. Wait, what wait, 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 David, 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 hold on before you leave. Yeah. Run yeah. the WB. I'm gonna be level with your kid. I don't get it. I was playing along. <laughs> he's a, he's an old old man. Did you well, do the Discovery you did... Channel sound it goes like rawr. Oh, that was Animal Plant. We own that too. Okay, bye. No, you um, don't. Wow, what an episode! <laughs> what a our shortest great. one yet. Um, good job, boys. Good job, I'm really boys. Really proud of that one. You uh, feel? Yeah. Feel good. If to all the listeners out there, if you have thoughts on this, reach out to us. Let us know. Uh no no press is bad press. No yeah. comments, complaints, concerns. Let us know. We're we're all ears. Come thanks so show. much for joining us, Will. Um, oh man, it was fun. Been a really fun time. Uh do you have anything to plug? Yeah, so um I wanna plug the boxes again. <laughs> I want to back it, I want that. <laughs> I want to say, don't let them put you in a box, y'all. You know, it's a great time to, you know, people are protesting, doing their thing. <laughs> but this is also a good time to get out the box and create some shit. Do it. Yeah. 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 All right. Honestly, I feel like we could go into this more, you know, because a lot of the boxes that people feel like they're in, they're self-made boxes. Yep. Don't you think, Sam? Yup. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to put this episode back in the box. Um, I'm going to seal it up right now. I, I want to thank the audience for listening. Um, this has been a great episode. I, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, you know, do all the things to help us with the algorithm. I've been Max. I'm Sam. And I'm Will, y'all. Thank y'all for having me. This is incredible incredible experience so yeah good night and, uh, good and night. remember and just remember don't let yourself get boxed in you know love yourself cut the episode but, cut the fucking episode <laughs> this has been podcast two the sequel <laughs> then you know